0: Welcome to this bonus episode of the Food Fight podcast on EIT Food. In these episodes, we break down the food system for you, unpacking the ideas that create positive change. We'll be hearing from industry experts as they share new concepts and innovations, teaching you everything you need to know about a topic. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, my name is Sebastian Schulthaus. I'm the managing director of Computomics, and today I'm going to tell you all about plant breeding and its combination with artificial intelligence. Plant breeding means you're looking at uh, the varieties that are being grown in agriculture today, and you're combining maybe two plants that have good properties uh, to form a new variety, new offspring, that hopefully combine these good properties uh, within each new seed, but don't retain any of the negative properties that maybe some of those original uh, parents have, and selecting for that quite heavily uh, over a few generations in order to obtain a new stable variety that can then be grown in agriculture. Plant breeding originally started with simply selecting varieties that you can see on the field and keeping their seeds of the ones that really performed the very best in that year. And trying to keep those alive, keeping them maybe for even the season next and the one after that, became sort of a job in of itself, not related to farming for food, but really related to supplying these seeds to farmers. And people started experimenting with maybe different traits that they liked within two varieties, combining them and creating a new one that hopefully some of these offspring had both of those good traits and were then even better than anything that there was before. In recent years, with the help of genotyping, basically assessing a plant's genetics, we are able to make some inference about how these plants are going to perform. The current state-of-the-art statistical approach is to simply look at good performers in the past uh, family tree, basically, and if you have something that's related to a good performer, you're likely to get another good performer out of that cross. Unfortunately, that often leads to really narrowing down the genetics, and um, in the end you're painting yourself into a corner, if you will with things that are very related to each other but that no longer have any genetic diversity of coping with maybe hotter and drier climates or other kinds of challenges. At Computomics, we refer to our technology as a technology for growth. That means we are enabling our customers to really uh, see beyond maybe the regions where they have been growing their varieties before, see beyond the combinations that they have been trying before with uh, very successful varieties to maybe create something entirely new by combining two very unusual varieties to create something completely novel and maybe extremely resilient against certain climate influences. We are also seeing that food and everything that has to do with it is, of course, a very conservative area. People just like to have their own staple food, their favorite dish, uh, just the way that maybe their ancestors prepared it even. and the way that we are approaching this is on the one hand we do want to ensure supply chain continuity but there also has to be a certain adaptation for the kind of growth that we're seeing within our population and openness to using all the technology that we have available in order to grow more sustainably and to grow maybe new varieties that have additional properties that can really help in ensuring that we can feed all 10 billion people that we will be by 2050. Farmers will be often the first people in a country to see the effects of climate change because they're working with the same crops year in, year out. And when there is a certain trend uh, they can observe, they will probably shy away from certain kinds of crops that maybe don't do so well in drought conditions and veer more towards crops that are very resilient against that. And the more people are doing that, the more certain commodities available and others might disappear again. We've often seen that farming practices lead to varieties maybe disappearing completely or even whole species disappearing from certain regions because farmers simply didn't grow them anymore. This kind of loss of diversity is, of course, alarming to anyone who thinks about maybe we do have to be ready for certain new environmental changes. So safeguarding biodiversity is an important step. And what we could tell farmers is really to see what kinds of crops and what kinds of species really fit well towards the whole combination that they are looking at in terms of the machines that they have, the practices that they're usually using, of course, the climate and weather conditions and the soil that they have available and uh, making this really the perfect match. That's one of our technology's goals. Uh, That's where we are developing this, in order to select from all of the varieties that are available to a farmer to choose the best one in that year that will give them, for example, the best wheat variety that they could be planting in the coming year. We need plant breeding in order to really be adapted to the latest weather and climate conditions that have changed over the last 10,000 years that we have been doing this. We need to adapt to maybe new soils and activities, to new technologies that enable us to grow plants differently, like vertical farming. We also need plant breeding because we don't have any more space in the world to use for agriculture. We've basically maxed out every viable piece of land. And with a growing population, we now have to get more yield out of the same amount of area than we do right now. If I could send one message to the food industry, I would say that climate change will impact your supply chains. Therefore, breeding for new varieties now is going to be extremely important for the future. Thank you all for listening in to this bonus episode and we really hope you learned something new. If you'd like to find out more, head over to the EIT Food website at eitfood.eu and please also join the conversation via the hashtag EIT Food Fight on our Twitter channel at EIT Food. Thank you all and until next time.